Welcome back to the new and improved AFK Discussions. Um, this is sort of like a relaunch. Um, I know some of you people who have been with us for a while, you know that we kind of go off of different topics. One day we'll be talking about UFOs. Next day we're talking about video games, movies, card games, whatever. Well, we have talked and we've decided to kind of focus in on the weird supernatural stuff. And, um, you know, as always, this is your boy Jason and this is my buddy Ty. Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome back. Like you said, 2.0. Uh, we we just really want to make sure that we're uh, building a good group of people, a good audience. Um, we want to keep you guys entertained. We don't want to lose you guys just because we talk about a different topic. So um, I think it's I think you guys are going to really enjoy the direction the podcast is going. And uh, hopefully we can get in some really weird stuff. Yeah, I love the weird stuff. Speaking of weird stuff, we got some of the kings of the weird here. We got the Hollow Sky Boys. What's up, guys? Yo, what's up? What's going on, boys? Yeah, dude, I'm I'm so happy to have these guys on. So, um, I don't know if you guys remember. I think it was Kyle. I was talking to you on Instagram. I for, when I started the podcast, you know, I, I was looking at the numbers and I was like, dude, only five people are listening, and you know, uh, our ratings, and I was really getting down on myself, and kind of, I kind of reached out to these guys, and Kyle was like, dude, don't let it get to you, you know, don't look at the numbers, and I mean, it just kind of really helped me out, so I just, uh, I really want to thank you guys for that. Dude, that's no worries. Uh, being focused on the numbers is, it's, it's inevitable. You're going to do it. Um, dude, I can, like I said, I remember days and me and Steve were pulling 25 a week. Like we, we grassrooted it. And, you know, now we're here. And it's just, it takes dedication and just almost perseverance to a degree. You just got to keep pushing and pushing and pushing and stay consistent. Steve says it all the time stay consistent. Yeah, that's the best, that's the best advice I can give to anybody. Um, just stay consistent. Let your let your listeners know when you're going to be there and stay reliable. You know, that's that's what helps build uh, a community around your podcast. And I I iterate on what Kyle touched on there. Like the first the first while, it was just like rough going. I think it was like Kyle's wife and my mom were the ones listening to the show. You know, or we when we started off. But then it just kind of compacted on itself and it started to build. And we just kept kept grinding and kept just kept kept pushing you know and a a big factor is like me and kyle enjoy doing this even we just released our 200th episode not counting all of our extra content i still like i say it all the time i still enjoy getting together with him and talking about weird stuff so i think that's a big part of it too you have to enjoy what you're doing you have to stay consistent and the the listeners will notice that in your content and they 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 will start to compound on one another I think we're kind of finding our rhythm, you know, I mean, we're only 12 episodes in, you know, that's, that's the thing. We're very, very young podcast. So, um, hopefully, you know, things will start going smooth and steady. I mean, we felt like, you know, we're losing people because of, uh, switching topics all the time. We'll get, you know, the supernatural guys will be like, oh yeah, this is awesome. And then we'll start talking about video games and like, man, what is this? We don't listen to video games. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, hopefully now, since we found our niche, that we will, you know, just take off running. Yeah, for yeah, sure. And... The... Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, go ahead, man. Uh, I was going to say, just just for sure, like sticking sticking with a, a genre or a niche, is it's, it's worked out. You don't want to, 
you don't want to box yourself in too much. You don't want to paint with too broad of a brush because it's it kind of kind of goes the same way with it. But paranormal field is is pretty broad in itself, and there's plenty of weird shit out there. So that's kind of what we banked on, and it's it's just kind of taken on a life of its own. And the way it was kind of born too is like me and Jason. I'm um, just a little background. We work together. And um, our desk actually used to be on the other side. Like, we used to be across the street from each other, I guess, is the best way to put it, Jason. Yeah. Um, but uh, he would always just come over to my desk, I go over to his desk, and we would just talk about just, like, time travel and, like like he said, UFOs and Bigfoots and all kinds. We would just talk about all kinds of weird stuff. And then one day he was just like, dude, we should just do a podcast. And I, I really wasn't – I didn't take it seriously at first. I was like, yeah, yeah, we should, you know. Let's let's do it. And then next thing I know, Jason's like, all right, dude, I got it all set up. What's her name? <laughs> and then, then we're just kind of in it, you know. So, but it's been it's been really fun. Um, been enjoying it a lot, and it's it's really cool because we get to meet. Um, well, at least I get to meet a lot of new people. I feel like Jason just knows everybody, and everybody knows Jason. Um, but I get to meet a lot of new people, so it's it's always like really fun and exciting to sort of really talk to people and get people's experiences and what they've seen and done and all that kind of good stuff. So, um, but, um, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you guys and, and I figure we kind of just get started into this and then we can go from, we'll, we'll just go where the wind takes us. But, uh, how, how did you guys really get started with like podcasting? Did you guys like know each other previously or what, what was that situation like? Yeah. So, you know, me and Steve, we've known each other, for ages man we we went to high school together we ran in similar circles never fully hanging out uh after high school is kind of when we kicked it off you know we started a band we was in a band for years kind of destroyed that scene around here and I'm, pr- I'm pretty proud of that that was one of my prouder moments in life um but all throughout that time me and steve have always talked weird and it's just always been me and steve None of my other friends would sit down and talk weird with me, you know, and, and it's just something that me and Steve have always connected with. Me and Steve have the ability to virtually have endless conversation. Um, we drove to Crypticon, right? And that's a six hour drive for me and Steve. And on the way there, we didn't have the radio on. We listened to no music, no podcast. We talked the entire way. That's and awesome. that's just, yeah, that's just who we are. We're able to communicate with each other endlessly, and the conversation never really tends to to veer very often. And you know, it just kind of started to compound. And I can remember listening to—I first got into listening to podcasts with uh, listening to Joe Rogan, right? And then I just I started uh, spiraling out of control and got to talking to Steve, and I'm like, "Yo, dude, we we should do this." And he's like, I mean, we can try. And so I, I kind of did the same thing you did. I just went out and bought the equipment and was like, all right, let's do this. It's so crazy that one day you're just like, let's let's just start a podcast. And it, and it's what's crazy is this guys, you guys have like a wildly popular podcast, right? And it's like, and it's one of those things you just did and it grew and you did it for you guys, right? And that was like the original the original thought process you just did it for you guys and now you do it for all sorts of people because you have tons of people that listen and patreons and everything else it's crazy to see how stuff like that grows 
Yeah, it is. It's just become its own entity at this point, really. They say it a lot. Me and Kyler are just kind of the mouthpieces for the whole thing now because it's it's just taken on a life of its own. And to circle back on what Kyle said, we've we've always been into weird stuff for as long as I can remember. The X Files, uh, all sorts of like in search of and all those old early 90s, late 80s, unsolved mystery type shows. We've always been into that. I remember I was living in an apartment and Kyle would come over and we would stay up and listen to Art Bell just to see what the the latest crazy shit was for art. And from there, it just kind of spawned into this. And now it's it's just keeps growing on itself, which is awesome. We've, I, we've got a great community behind us and uh, all of the... Hollow Sky, Hollow Cult out there is just keeping us chugging along. And we've met some awesome people and made some great connections. And it's like I said, it's kind of become its own thing. It's probably one of the more fulfilling things I've done with my life. <laughs> yeah, man, that's awesome. Um, I'm rather with you, dude. I mean, it's like I've, I've you know, been part of the supernatural has been a part of my life, like pretty much my whole life. Um. And then whenever I started talking to Ty about it, and I've I've always wanted to do a podcast, um, and you know I just didn't want to do it by myself because I didn't think I could hold in my thoughts. I'm very ADD, and I I would lose my train of thought like very easily. But didn't have someone to bounce my ideas off of. And then me and Ty started talking, and um, I was like, just like I remember going over to his desk, I was like, man, what do you what do you think about time travel? Actually, no, I think the first time I, the Candlehard Giant. So Ty used to work security before he um, came up and worked email, email marketing. And I think he was, I was just going through the line and he said he used to be a police officer, used to be in the army, military. And I was like, have you heard about the Kandahar giant? <laughs> and so, you know. Jason was weird from the rip, boys. <laughs> he, was, he was strange from Jump Street, man. He, that's his, that was his first thing. He's, oh, dude, you're in the military? What about, you know, what about the president freaking doing this? And I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? Can you get through my line and get out of here? You're in the military. Can you get me into Area 51? Because that'd be sick. Dude, yeah, that's him, man. He's like, yeah. What what do they got there? And it's like, dude, I I don't know. I'm not in the Air Force. He goes, yeah, but Army, Air Force, same thing. You guys talk, right? (laughs) Yeah. No, it wasn't that bad. (laughs) No, it wasn't that bad. But, um. It definitely, I don't, I don't even know how we became friends, really, because at the time I was over at the other, the the executive entrance, and so I wasn't even around people, really. Uh, and Jason would walk through every once in a while and be like, hey, man, he'd be like, hey, man. And then all of a sudden we were we were friends. I don't, I don't know what <laughs> happened, but uh, I'm glad it did. And it's it's definitely like a really cool thing. And And I think it's, it's really cool when you find somebody that you can talk with, like Kyle was talking about, that you can talk with about stuff, um, and then it just kind of blossoms from there. I think that's a really rare thing to find people that are like interested in the same things, genuinely interested in the same things that you're really interested in. Um, it's really hard to find. But um, I, I know that Jason's probably biting at the bit to, to ask you stuff, but I still got questions. So um, <laughs> you guys, uh, like I said, you, your, your podcast is really awesome. How do you guys come up with the topics? that you guys talk about? Do you plan like way in ahead or do you go, or does Kyle call Steven like, dude, I just heard this on the news. We're talking about it tomorrow. Like, how does that work? Um, well, we kind of have an interesting dynamic here because 
uh, our schedules at first were not very comparable for us to do this. So when we would meet, we'd have to record multiple, multiple episodes to be able to make it through to our next recording time. So as that kind of blossomed, we would just get together and Kyle would pick out subjects and write episodes on them. And I would have no idea. And I would pick out subjects and write episodes on them and Kyle wouldn't know. So we kind of, we would each bring episodes to the table to record with the other not being, they might have been familiar with it, but they didn't really know that we were going to talk about it that day. And it kind of worked out well because you can kind of get genuine, genuine reactions when you're going through your episode from the other person who had pretty much no <laughs> idea. We, we check and make sure that uh, we're not doing the same episode, but for the most part, we're, we're kind of in the dark as to who's bringing what when we get together to record and, like I said, that general, uh, genuine reaction kind of uh, helps spark conversation, and we just kind of try to catch it as we go. So, um, yeah, we're not not a whole lot of planning outside of writing our episodes. We're not the best at uh, scheduling things, so we kind of wing it a little bit. But for the most part, uh, that's that's pretty much how we've done it for quite a while now. It's more like a lot of bit of winging. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we are notorious for, I mean, I'm I'm not going to lie, and I'm not proud of it either, but there are times where it's like record day and you have to write an episode. Oh, yeah. No Kyle idea. has pulled into my house. Pulled into my house while I'm still writing. I'm like, hold on, bro. Don't yeah. Yet. <laughs> yeah. Like, and just because life gets that crazy, right? Like, there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh like some sometimes, like Steve said, or I mean, I, I heard it earlier. You know, Steve was talking about me having to like do all the editing and all that stuff, and like then you have children on top of it, your wife on top of it, you work on top of it, and it just compounds and compounds and compounds. And some days you just you feel like you're just overwhelmed to the max, but you still still find a way to punch it out. And the, but the good thing, the good thing about all of that is that for the most part, you could almost legitimately lay anything in front of me and Steve and we have the ability to just roll with it you know because of because we have that dynamic with each other to to talk you know a lot of people if they don't have it in writing in front of their face they 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 trip up they fall down um and me and Steve genuinely genuinely are generally are not like that you know, we're able right. to just kind of pick that conversation up and run. And sometimes, you know, it's an audible. You, <laughs> you're talking about UFOs, and then all of a sudden, like magic, you're into Bigfoot, and now you're into this, and then it just kind of spirals. I mean, I, I definitely think that some of our conversations are more linear. I think we're kind of like the opposite of you guys. We, we, we sit down and say, okay, here's the next four weeks worth of episodes. Uh, Jason will send me stuff. Um, sometimes I send Jason stuff, not very often, by the way. So don't let me lie to you. But um, he sends me, he'll send me like a lot of material about stuff to sort of like get ready so I can I can talk about the subject. Because sometimes it's it's like oddly specific, and then sometimes it's more generalized, like like UFOs and things like that. So um, I think definitely our our first episodes, you can really tell that we're like sort of reading. I was reading from a script at least, right? And so it sounded really weird. And when when I when I plug our podcast to like people that we know, I always say don't go to the first episode because <laughs> it's actually the worst one because it just feels so scripted. Um, because I'm reading from like this prompt the whole time. 
So we've definitely got better about that. Um, but no, yeah, we definitely plan out uh, the things we're going to do pretty far in advance. We, That's awesome. We kind of tried that. Yeah, that is. I, I wish we could accomplish that. We we tried yeah. that and it just never seems to work in our favor. So I'm like, man, it's not broke. Why fix it? Yeah. yeah and it's just like I said, for us, there's just generally too much going on. Like it's just it's hard. It's just hard, man. Like it really is. Uh and you know, I and a lot of times like it ain't bad. Like you were saying, whenever it's just kind of like an open topic, like you're talking about UFOs. But when a lot of times the way me and Steve write and research, we are researching something very specific, right? And one of the things I am the worst at, numbers and dates. Can't remember them to save my life. So those, like I have to write a lot of this information down. I like people's names. I'm not going to remember their name. I'm going to have to, <laughs> I have to read it, man. And so, and I do like being that I edit it and it drives me nuts. Uh, I, I have realized that's something I need to get better at is not sounding like I'm reading some of this information. And it's because I hear it all, you know, I'm editing it and I know what I'm doing. So I put the two and two together and I'm like, gosh, I got to get so much better at this. It's so hard. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I, I definitely think that, I think too, that, listeners really enjoy the the fly by the seat of your pants kind of feel anyway um because i feel like it's something that a lot of people can relate to versus because i I definitely think there's a difference between people who do storytelling and are really good at it versus people who just have a conversation right Right. and and like there's there's a guy on youtube and i know jason's heard of him his name's mr ballin i don't know if you guys have ever heard of him yeah um yeah he is probably the best storyteller I've ever heard in my life. And obviously he's written a script that he's read from or memorized or whatever, but like you would never know, but just because he's such a good storyteller um, versus you guys that are just really, really good conversationalists. So I I think that um, I think that's the real difference, but I, I I personally like podcasts with, with more conversationalists kind of like you guys or, or Tony's kind of the same way. Um, and, and even Joe Rogan's podcast, right? It's just a conversation the whole time, which is, which is, I think is really awesome. I feel like that's where a lot of really good ideas are spawned when you're having that just open conversation, you allow your, you allow the barriers in your brain to fall down and you just kind of punch through it all. Right. And it's just like, you'll, you'll like, I'll, like me and Steve, I'll throw something at Steve and then Steve likes it, but he's like, Ooh, ooh, ooh but what, what about this? What if we change the angle a little bit here? And then you're like, oh, okay. Now we're on to something, buddy. So I am going to transition now into something that I really wanted to get into um, because I've li- I listen to your podcast um, quite regularly, um, but I somehow have missed because you guys reference like weird stuff that's happened to you guys, like in your houses and stuff. And I have never really heard those accounts i just heard you guys reference that so if you could just please just tell tell everyone like what's been going on like was it since you started the podcast since you started looking into the weird you know like if you look into the abyss you know the abyss stares back is it that kind of thing that's been happening i'd say i'd say all of the above i mean me and steve have uh personal stories from way way before the podcast was even thought of right and then since we have 
started podcasting and really focusing in on things, we've also had things happen because of that, I feel like. And it's just, I mean, there, there's like prior, you know, a story that I could tell you prior to the podcast. Um, and it's, it's one that I probably tell the most, uh, because it's, it's, it's terrifying, man. It's simple. It's in a short, it's not like overdrawn, but, uh, I can remember I was probably in about third grade and I was laying in bed, I was asleep and I heard fluttering against my window, like a bird had taken off or something. And so I had opened my eyes and I looked out the window because it was right next to my bed. Didn't see anything. And then I look over and I had a, in the corner of my room, I had a desk. And then there was about a, a foot, foot or two gap from my desk to my dresser. And in the shadow of that foot to two foot gap, I saw two almond-shaped eyes staring back at me. And what made it very particular, very very interesting is these eyes that were staring back at me, they it was like they were video gamed. So you think of like Super Nintendo graphics, uh, because that was probably what I had at the time was a Super Nintendo. And then it had a, like a, a black outline that were, it was pixels. The inside was white. And then you had a black like pupil inside these eyes. And me and these eyes stared at each other for a good long while, which well, it felt like a good long while, probably wouldn't live that long. And uh, I was terrified, man. I've never been so scared in my life. And I can remember not knowing what to do, but I ended up, pulling the covers over my head and I started to pray. I started to say the Our Father. And after I got done with that, I decided, okay, I'm going to count to three and I'm going to pull these, this blanket down. And when I pull this blanket down, if it's still there, I'm going to beeline for my mom and dad's room. And as I pulled the, the cover down, they, it wasn't there anymore. It was gone. And oddly enough, that's where my memory cuts off, right? I don't, I don't have any other memory of that night. That's where my memory ended that night. That's so crazy. I think, do you think that, and, and just sorry to cut you off there, but it, do you think children are more susceptible to things like that? Because I also, and I think I've told Jason this, but I had like a weird experience when I was younger that I... I I swear now that it was a dream, right? Because I'm like a more rational thinker. Um, but I hear a lot of stories like that where people are like kind of young when they experience things like that. It's always in their rooms. Do you think that's more like a kid's imagination? Do you think kids are just more susceptible to the supernatural or? You want to hit that, Steve? Man. Hey. It's, it's weird, weird to me. I I think that they are more tuned with I think older we kind of grow jaded. You know what I mean? We uh, again rationalize things and and make make things uh, more acceptable to to our rational brain. But I think when you're a child, you know, every every possibility still exists. Magic is still magic, Santa's still Santa. 
and and I think that whatever's out there is in tune to this. And on the flip side, that, I think that adults are much more uh, apt to write these things off that children are seeing. You know, tell them it's their imagination, and then they grow up believing that. Where if you really had a an encounter with something as they grow older and they've been told, you know, it's just a dream or it's just this or just that, you tend to lean more toward, oh, that didn't really happen. It was just a dream. It was my imagination. So I think I think what's out there probably does tap into uh to just for the reason that they're they're probably more susceptible to believing and they're also more susceptible to being told not to believe. I have truly so I've only had, and this is kind of like back to what Jason said about our dynamic. Um, I've really only had one supernatural-esque occurrence in my whole life. Um, similar to, to Kyle's story, I was young. I really don't remember what grade I was in. Um, I think I was at this place called Norwood Elementary School. So I was in like maybe like first or second grade or something. Um I had a race car bed. I remember that for sure. Um, but we lived in this house. Um, it was the middle of the night. I'd woke up for whatever reason. I think I was having a nightmare and I woke up and my door was closed and my door is like never closed. So I go to open the door to feel for the handle. And at the time we lived in this like older house. So it had like these older wooden doors with like the, um, the metal, the straight metal doorknobs that like i guess they're like i don't know i want to say like um the on the door it was like metal that was like seven inches long and had like a weird keyhole and then it had that metal doorknob that was kind of wobbly you know what i'm you know what kind of doorknob i'm talking about but um anyways i go to reach for the doorknob and the doorknob isn't there and then i go to reach for the light switch and the light switch, like the cover is off and I'm switching on and off the light and it's not coming on. And so I, I start to freak out and I don't know if it was like, it was like a female presence. I, it's hard for me to really recall, but it was like a female presence was there. I, I, I want to say like a witch, right? I'm sitting here trying to turn on and off um the lights i'm freaking out and so i close my eyes and i'm standing at the door and i'm screaming at the top of my lungs for my mom and i hear no footsteps coming i hear no nothing and i put my hand back on the light switch and there's already a hand on it holding it down i jump back in my bed and i just go back to sleep and then I wake up in the morning and my door is open and like, and so I, I don't know if it was a dream or if it was like an actual supernatural encounter, um, but very similar to Kyle's story. And that's why I asked about the, the, if children are more susceptible to these kinds of things, because that's probably the only time in my life that I've ever had that experience and probably that level of, I, I might've had that level of fear like once or twice when I was a police officer. Um, but the level of fear that I had was like genuinely probably the highest that it's ever been. And that's, that's probably like the only, the only encounter that I've ever had. So that's why I'm, I'm very skeptical about things, but then I, half of me is like, Oh dude, that's, that's for real. That's true. 
right? And then, but like Steve, like you said, you know, I think it's the adult in me that sort of is like, hey, man, listen, <laughs> that's not real, dude. There's no way. I would agree it's with that. It's much easier, much easier to rationalize things than to like, ex- realm of the unexplained. It's started off as a dream, and then you don't have to deal with it anymore. Right. Um. So I, I've since I'll, I'll just share a little bit about my, what happened to me because it's the craziest thing. And um, so back in I guess it's 2019, I was on Tony's show and I, I told my story. Um. So I, I I would wake up at night and there's this black mass. What I only what I used to describe is a tumbleweed, you know, where all the vines are intertwined. It was like that, but it was like undulating, like moving, kind of like venom from Spider-Man, the tentacle kind of things in front of my face. And it terrified me. And then it started pissing me off because like every night I w- it would wake me up and it would be hovering over my head. And um, it got to the point where I would like swipe at it. I wasn't afraid anymore. I was annoyed. I mean, I was afraid, but it would go up into like the corner of my room and then like disappear like this specific corner. And I would sleep with like a light on in my room. And I, I'm like, you know, 17 years old when this is going on, you know, I'm not a kid. I mean, I'm a kid, but I'm, you know, I'm older. And I experienced this for years until I moved out of my parents' house. Um, it was terrifying. And, to bring it back around, um, I guess maybe like a year ago, there was this lady from Australia on uh, Tony's show on The Confessionals, and she had a very similar experience. And I was, I was shocked because I had never heard anything like that except, you know, from me. And it, it was very vindicating to hear someone from, you know, the other side of the world that had a very similar encounter. Yeah, that's definitely crazy. I've never heard anything like that myself. Yeah, it it, it was weird. Hers but was a fact, little yeah. Hers was a little different. Hers, she said, the balls would like turn into people, like in in like it would re, it would regress back to the like the corner of the room, and it but it would turn into like a figure. That was the only difference. It was it's so weird. That is weird. I've I've had around the same age too. I've had weird what I would consider dreams. I've been having weird dreams here of late, but, and, and it's weird because there is that part of my brain where I'm like, no, that's definitely, cause I know I wake up, right? I know that it was a dream, but the question is, is, is it only just a dream? Because like the way we dream about things is so bizarre to me. Uh, cause it would make sense to me, uh, if I'd been thinking about freaking tacos all day and then i dream about tacos right yeah like that makes sense to me but whenever you're not thinking of uh, of a, a particular subject and then that night you have a dream about it and it it feels real it's it's so vivid that you wake up wondering for a second was that real like that's when it starts to play with my head where i'm just like man was it a dream is it a dream? Uh, am, I, am I still in the dream and I just don't know it? What is going on? Dreams to me are so wild because I feel like I feel like there has to be something to them. They can't just be 
I feel like to say, oh, it was just a dream. That's I feel like that's so dismissive of like what could possibly actually be going on because I have very vivid dreams and I can remember all kinds of stuff. And I have weird dreams. Like I'm on, there's like a grassy, huge grassy knoll and it's pitch black outside. And there's these huge tanks of water that look like they're and they're set up as like stairs basically. And there's different sea creatures in each one of them. And, and like, it's just dreams to me, or I feel like are so weird. I feel like they have to mean something or your brain is going somewhere or I, I I feel like there just has to be more to it than it's, than it was just a dream. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel the same Completely, way. Completely, man. I mean, Go for it. The, the you elf. can, you, uh, have about someone you haven't seen or thought about in 10, 15 years and that dream played out affects your mood the rest of the day you know when you wake up and you realize like what you've dreamt about is not real you're like oh man yeah. what is even happening? and i almost i feel like it has something with our consciousness i talk about I can't really put it into words because i mean what how do you even explain human consciousness really you know like i, I can't even, like begin to try to explain that to someone what human consciousness is but i think when we get into these these realms this like the dream state for example, or uh, people that meditate or astral project or uh, uh, use hallucinogenic like hard hallucinogenic drugs and stuff i feel like it kind of uh either our consciousness or kind of lets our consciousnesses guard down and it opens us up these these weird experiences and you start when you look into them, you see people uh, seeing the same things in their dreams or their astral projection or in their uh, their weird DMT trips or whatever. So I it almost lends lends some sort of credence to there being something beyond uh, what our state of consciousness. Yeah, I definitely think, and and I think the weirdest part about dreams to me too is like it takes me places. That, my, that I've never been, I've never, and and maybe I've saw it in a book or something when I was younger and I just don't remember, but I swear on everything, I, I'm at new places, I'm, I'm in the middle of the ocean, or it, it's like, it's it actually impossible for me, to, I've never even been in the middle of the ocean, like, and I'm having a dream where a, a dolphin's taking me out to a water park, there's like a hundred cars on this in this parking lot on this beach, there's nobody on the beach and these dolphins are taking people out to a water park in the middle of the ocean. Right. And it's just crazy. And I don't understand how the subconscious can even make things like that. Yeah. I'm right there, right there with you. Like I, I kind of have the same thing where I'll see people in my dreams and I, I, in my dream, I know them. I'm familiar with them. I'm friends with them. But like when I wake up and think about it, I don't know who they are. So it's almost, almost the same, the same realm there. Yeah. I've, I've like met people in my dreams and like I've actively tried to go back to sleep to get back in the dream so I, I could meet these people again. Um, it's so weird. I mean, it makes me think 
I know this is going to, Ty is going to be like, no, dude, that's not, <laughs> that's never going to happen. That's weird. Um, I mean, are we actually in another reality whenever we dream? I mean, is the dream world more than just our subconscious dreaming? I mean, I, I like to think that maybe there's a, you know, when you're asleep, you tap into another life or maybe another you on another timeline. I mean, who knows? It's just my mind loves to think about stuff like that, you know? Oh, I'm definitely in the same camp. I let my brain go. Like, I don't. We actually here recently we've been kind of getting beat up in our reviews about how we believe too much and this, that, and the other. And it's not about believing too much. It's more on the, like you said, you, you just let your mind run with the idea it's it's for guys like you and me it, it's hard to shut that off because you just get so enthralled and what i like to call the story right yeah. you you because like in in the way our brains can work at least for me like when you start entertaining that thought it starts building in your head almost like reading a book and then it just kind of just keeps unfolding and folding and folding and you, you're having so much fun with it it's hard not to entertain that thought, right? And 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 when it comes to the paranormal, when it comes to the bizarre, uh, it's all uncharted territory. Yeah. Right. It's like we're modern day explorers, and we're we're just going out there, and we're you're you're in my opinion, you're better off, um, believing in the possibility than not believing at all, because as we we discussed earlier here, um, when you don't believe in anything, when you're when you're so such a skeptic i think you, you hinder yourself just like whenever guys like you and me run with the idea because when you're when you're that hard of a skeptic you're just going to explain it away you know what could have been a paranormal phenomenon um a a cup rolling down the hallway in your brain your rational brain is going to go ah it's probably a breeze that came through and, and moved that cup yeah and then there's your explanation right you're done you're done you're satisfied what do you think, Ty? Because you're you're the skeptic. Uh, I I sort of agree with that, and then I sort of don't because I'm not, I'm not like a I'm a skeptic of things, but like I'm not so skeptical that I don't believe in anything, right? Like I do, I definitely believe, like agree with Kyle that there are some people out there that are just so skeptical that they they just don't believe in anything, which is crazy right. to me. I don't know how you can't believe in anything. Um, that, that just doesn't make sense to me at all. Um, so I definitely, it, it's more so, and in, in, I know we've had a ton of these conversations, um, Jason, and, and one of those things for, for example, is the Bible, man. Like, yes, I'm a believer, but at the same time, I'm, I'm a skeptic in, in the whole thing. And I'm a more of a see it to believe it kind of person, um, to begin with. Um, and, and I know that you gotta, you gotta take a chance and you gotta have faith and X, Y, Z. Um, but some things are a little hard for me to get my mind around and it's not that my mind can't get around them. It's just that I need help trying to get my mind around them. Right. So if, if Kyle was to, to come to me and say, Hey, Ty, this, 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 and this is the, a UFO and I saw it and here's the video and here's, here's like, if he can help me wrap my mind around it, then I can wrap my mind around it. Right. But yeah. I, I, I definitely, as soon as I hear it, I kind of take a step back, but I don't shut the door on anything, really. Um, and even before you said the thing about the dreams maybe being an alternate reality, like I was kind of thinking maybe the same thing. Like, it's just, 
there's so much that we don't know about the human consciousness and and I'll be honest with you, man. If I if when you die, you just enter a dream state and never leave. I mean, I'm dude. Count me in. Like <laughs> I'm I'm with that. So um, yeah, I, I'm I'm a skeptic to a point. I, I definitely don't think I'm closed off um, to everything. I think some topics I'm a lot more reserved about than others. Um, I'm I'll, and I'll give you a good example. I am definitely less skeptical about UFOs than I am about Bigfoots. Right. I, I think it's foolish to think that we live in this huge universe, you know, this huge galaxy inside of this huge universe, and that we're the only um, life forms in the universe. Right. But then there's also, you know, theories that before any um, civilization becomes interstellar, they kind of collapse. Right. Um, and you know, we don't even know anything about our past civilizations on Earth. Right. So, you know, of course, I think it's very plausible that if we 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 don't even know anything about our, the civilizations on Earth. We don't we've now explored the oceans. There's like we don't even know 100 percent about our planet. So how can somebody tell me that there's there's 100 percent nobody in space? That's crazy to me. Right. So I'm I, you know, of course, I don't think like a Martian came down and and like told Timmy something and now Timmy's telling everybody there's Martians. I, I, I don't think like that, but I definitely think that there's probably civilizations and species and things that are interstellar um, that we don't yet know about. Right. Um, but the whole Bigfoot thing. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent. I'm a hundred percent skeptical on that. Yeah. Hey Ty, um, space isn't real and the earth's flat. <laughs> Good luck, man. Bring in the heat. Good luck, man. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've met some flat earthers that, <laughs> well, and, and they have good what arguments. What makes you skeptical? What were you saying, Steve? I said, what makes you skeptical about Bigfoot? I I'm, I'm, don't have any dog in the fight. I'm just curious. Yeah, so I think the accounts are so widely different and that um, like nobody can really explain. Is, it, is, is Bigfoot a thing or is it a species, right? So that, that's number one. Um, number two is I feel like there's no real, and again, tech technology, we, me and Jason get into this all the time. I, I feel like technology makes everything questionable because everything is so easily faked or so good. Um, but for me, like every account or person that I've ever talked to that's had accounts with Bigfoot, like they're all different. There's no consistency. Some say that, Bigfoots are telepathic. Some say that Bigfoots have a whole civilization somewhere, or some say that there is only one Bigfoot and he lives in a certain area or a certain place. Um, so for me, the the wide range or the wide brushstrokes of Bigfoot make it hard for me to really hone in on what people are trying to say exist. And so I can't even fathom that something like that exists. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can, I can see where you're coming from, for sure. I was just curious, and the the Bigfoot community is kind of its own worst enemy because, like, you got different sects, and they they refuse to like interact with one another. You got your your Bigfoot is a flesh and blood primate, you know, people. And they refuse to interact with the metaphysical Bigfoot that can, that's an interdimensional, you know, time warper or, or 
uh, shapeshifter, and they just don't do any favors to one another when they're constantly bu- butting heads. Right. Uh, what do you th- what do you think people are seeing? I I, I and that's and that's where it gets kind of rough, right? Like I, I don't know, but the the photos that people have, or at least the, the photos that I've seen, um, there might be somebody out there that has like, I, I think the most realistic one, and this is probably one of the most popular ones that made me kind of question myself a little bit was the guy that had a head on a table. And he was like talking about how it was a Bigfoot head. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. I don't have so, a clue. So there's this guy, Jason, Jason probably knows the whole story. <laughs> okay, I, okay, I can tell you. So that guy came okay. out and it, he made it as like a performance art. He's a, he's a comedian and he made all these videos where he's like this redneck and saying his dad shot Bigfoot and put him in a freezer. Oh, I do. He, know. I he do brings know out the parts and like a hand and yeah, that guy. Um, yeah. So yeah, that, and that's, see, that's theater. Yeah. And he had me believe it. I thought, I was like, dude, if this is, if there's any better evidence that Bigfoot exists, it's his head on this table, dude. <laughs> like, um, I, I don't know. I just feel like every, every photo is kind of like, just not, not that it's just not that the photos Rob's aren't watch. good. It's, it's not even that sometimes it's like, sometimes it just looks like a dude in a costume. Right. And it's, and it's just, I don't know. Like I would be more convinced of a Sasquatch or a Bigfoot. Um, it's, I would, and I'll, I'll be honest with you. I definitely think that if something like that exists, it doesn't exist in America. Right. I'm thinking it's gotta be somewhere isolated, right? Like there's, um, I don't know if you've, there was a guy um, there was a story a long time ago about um, like dinosaurs in the rainforest, right? Like that to me is almost more believable because I just feel like there, don't get me wrong. There is a lot of unexplored parts of America. I'm sure. I'm sure there's places on the Appalachian trail that nobody has ever stepped foot on. Um, but yeah, man, I just like, like kind of like you said, it's, it's, the the groups don't agree with each other. Um, I don't know what people are seeing. I don't know if people are making it up. And and I think some people are right. Like you talk to some people who said, "Oh, I had an account an encounter with a Bigfoot or with Bigfoot." And I feel like, and I, I guess that's anything supernatural. Um, I feel like people who have had genuine experiences uh, and people that are believers can sort of sniff out the fakes really quickly. And I feel I feel that way about every person that talks about Bigfoot. The best footage I think I've ever seen, and he gets a lot of flack, but um, Steve and Kyle, you may know this. Um, Todd Standing, um, his Bigfoot footage, man, that those videos are just—they're too good. But I mean, that's why they think they're fake. But oh, I mean, yeah. but they—they they look so real. The eye, the way it blinks, and uh, I'm like, I don't know, dude. I, I'm I'm still I want to believe that's real so bad, you know. I mean, the guy swears that it's real, and I saw the, you know, where um, Survivor Man, what's his name, like Les Stroud, went Les Stroud, like, yeah, yeah, went up there with him, and he had some experiences, dude. If those are real, that is some of the best footage ever, you know. 
Yes, I've I've seen it too, and I'm like I'm I'm kind of there with you on the fence. Like it's almost it's almost too good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the more the technology advances, the more uh, we we kind of sabotage ourselves because people want better evidence, but in order to get better evidence, you have to have better technology. But with that better technology comes better ways to fake shit, and it just kind of the the coin just keeps flipping. Do that recent footage from uh, uh, Alberta. It was. It's just within probably the last two weeks. Uh, there was two two videos came out. One of them is uh, these people are on the side of this mountain, and they're recording what looks like a, a man walking through the snow up on this up on this uh, other mountain face, right? And at the time, the snow was like ridiculously deep, like twenty plus inches. So whatever this thing was would just scooting scooting across this mountain they they said there's no way even a guy that's like six and a half feet tall could move across the mountain this fast so they got this video they slow it down they and they check it out and everything and it's definitely something walking across this mountain but the following day someone else flew a drone up there and videotaped the tracks and they're like three times bigger than human tracks, and the stride is like three times longer than human human strides. It uh, it's it's bizarre. If I think about it, I'll Kyle send you guys a link. Yeah, I totally want to see that. I mean, plus, I mean, it's, I mean, who who would be up there on the mountain anyways? You know, I mean, with, with snow that deep and it just yeah, it's it's I don't yeah. know stuff like that. Ty, I mean, that's. You know that's got to get you thinking. Like, who would do that? Well, yeah. If if somebody can give me some footage that I, that looks real enough, I, I might change my opinion. But I've I've not I've not saw because I don't I don't I've never seen either of the clips either of you guys have talked about. Right? I was just, um, and again, we live in East Tennessee, man. Like everybody here is part Cherokee, and everybody here has seen Bigfoot. You know <laughs> what I mean? So it, it's kind of like it's almost comical like here i feel like so um but yeah i don't know i definitely i definitely definitely get where you're coming from though it's we did it we did the episode on um the dog man and i did some of the um, you know the history of it because you know it goes all the way back to ancient greece and stuff and i know ty was just like this dude's crazy (laughs) (laughs) It's a little out there. It's a little out there. It's. I, I mean, I, it's. Um, I definitely think Kyle is more skeptical than I am. Or no, I am more skeptical than Kyle. Excuse me. But as as we've progressed in our show and we've listened to people's ex- experiences, we've had people write us in with their experiences. Like, I've come to have this mindset that I have to be less skeptical. You know what I mean? Because like I'm not there. I'm not seeing what they're seeing. I'm not feeling what they're feeling. I'm not hearing what they're hearing. So it's not. It's it's a really weird place for me to be. Like, no, that didn't happen. You know. And with Bigfoot, uh, I kind of hold the stance like there are hundreds of thousands of reports of people seeing Bigfoot. So it only takes one of them to really see a Bigfoot for it to be real. Yeah. So it's almost like the odds stack stack in your favor eventually from all the sightings that maybe one person out there did actually see something that 
science is not explained. I definitely think to myself sometimes how long before we have such good technology, like with it, like satellites and things that we will be able to catch these things. Right. And, and I, all right. So I'm going to go out on a limb here. All right. This is the skeptic in me. I don't think the government is out to trick us on everything. Right. When it comes to money and stuff, 100%. Right. Was, was COVID a scan to hide money moving around? Like, like I, I can see that kind of stuff, right? Like anything that has to do with the all, the all powerful dollar and the government trying to get as much money as they can and hide things and kill people that would ruin the oil companies because they created a car that runs on water. Like I, I'm behind that hundred percent, right? I get it. But then I look at it from, from other points of view, like, I don't know why the government would make us like would fake space, right? Why would the government want us to think the earth is flat? Like if the government had pictures of Bigfoot, why would they keep it a secret? Right. And and you got to think too, like the government as a whole, I feel like when people talk about the government, they try to talk about it as, as if it's like one dude who controls everything. And he he's the one dude deciding whether or not, um, people get told things and 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 it's like there are millions of people that work in the government right there are thousands of people that work for nasa there are you know it, it, i think if the earth was flat like one dude like there's got to be an edward snowden type guy right that's gonna tell the truth i i find it super hard to believe that there's these thousands of people that work for um the the, the organization that put the first man on the moon and they they they're all just lying, you know what I mean? Um, so, but that leads me into like, how long before we have technology that shows us that we can like look at look at anything from the sky and find things that are moving in the forest before we discover a bunch of species before we have satellites that can peer through the ocean and, and, and finally discover everything that the ocean might be hiding. Um, I, I, I hope that I'm alive when that day comes and I hope that, you know, I'm proven wrong about some of this stuff because it would be cool. It really would be cool. Um, but yeah, I, I'm the, the whole, the whole Bigfoot thing. And, and I definitely think that there is probably creatures out there that we don't know like what they are. Um, and there's no way to explain it, especially like sea creatures and stuff like that. Like I'm a huge believer in that. Um, but yeah, the Bigfoot things got me, but, but to your point, Steve, it only takes one. Right. And there's been so many accounts, like what are the odds that one of them aren't real? Right. Maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm the crazy one. You are crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, a little, a little rebuttal here. Um, so you, you brought up, you know, Bigfoot and the government and the government lying to us about it and this, that, and the other, which I mean, sure, I understand, especially in regards to Bigfoot. If, per se, Bigfoot is a physical blood and bone thing, because with that in mind, I mean, I don't see any politician giving a shit about a giant monkey, essentially, right? Exactly. Why, why, why would they care? Okay, however, however... What would happen if Bigfoot was actually interdimensional? 
now you have a reason to lie to the public because now that would potentially be considered a threat to national security because people people are scared. It's the same reason why the, the United States or any other government is not going to come right out and say anything about proof of extraterrestrial because these are things out of government's control. And if the people start to realize, oh, wow, our government cannot do anything against UFOs coming in. We, they can't. There, you mean to tell me there are things coming from other dimensions? So Stranger Things is real now? Now, Stranger Things is real. And there's legitimately nothing our supposed protectors, like there's nothing that they can do about it. So now we're at, people would lose their freaking minds. And that's, of course, this, this is in a, in, a, in a world where if, if this uh, Bigfoot is interdimensional, if, you know what I mean, I'm not saying this is genuine facts here, but it sure. could be a reason as to why certain things get left out of the public's eye, right? Because I believe some of the technology you're talking about most likely already exists, personally. Yeah, and, and that's totally, I mean, it, we definitely have more technology, I think, than we're led to believe. I, I will agree with you there. And, and, and yeah, I totally agree with you. Like, I think as soon as, the, as people realize the government can't protect them, I, I, I definitely agree with that. And I also think that people don't really realize how helpless they are. Well, yeah, that, yeah, exactly, dude. And, and a lot, like a lot of people really do rely on the government you know they they think that they are always out in our best interest they think that they're here they're always going to save us and i think a lot of people would genuinely lose their freaking minds and you know what and, and here's let's see let's let's even be more realistic and more fair that's assuming people would actually give a shit right because yeah. the united states, the united states government came out and said hey we have off-world vehicles, and no one cared at all whatsoever. No one cared. Now you guys remember that, right? Was it? Yeah. It was. It was. It was recently. Yeah. It was, it was like during, within the. It, it was during, during the COVID. pandemic. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, they legitimately came out and said we have recovered off-world vehicles. Off-world. I, I didn't hear that. That that I wanted to look that up because that you know, man. Yeah. Off-world vehicles. Right. And and no one cared. No one cared. Everybody is so. And I think that I think I think that happens a lot more often than we're led to believe. Like, I think a lot, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors in today's world. With you that know, being it, said. Oh, yeah. sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just saying it's just it's 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 hard to because the way I explain it with with all this stuff, it's like playing. 4D chess, you know, and, and you don't even get to see 90% of the chess boards. Like you don't even know they exist. And, and here we are trying to put pieces together. Yeah. So my question then would be, what do you think the best way for people to break through that barrier would be? Because I have a hard time believing that it's some dude writing an article on the internet, right? Um, because that's, and let's be honest, most people will read something on Facebook, see something on Instagram, see something on TikTok. If it, if it has a web page, they think it's reliable information. A lot oh, of yeah. people do at least. Right. 
So, but um, to, to, to your point, how do you think, what do you think would be the best way for people to sort of punch through that? Would it be to get rich? Would it be to get more intelligent and build your own things? Like, what does that look like in your world? Like, like, what do you mean? Define that a little bit better for me, if you would. Sure. So if I wanted to know, if I wanted to be in the know, right, how would I, how would I do it? Would I need to become an Elon Musk, 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 however you say his last name? Would I need to become an Elon Musk and build my own rocket ships to figure this stuff out? Or would I need to just be worth a billion dollars or $200 billion like he is? or do I need to become uh, a politician and and get into Congress and then maybe become the president of the United States one day to learn these secrets? Um, or do I just need to become intelligent enough to to build equipment to confirm my own theories? Right? Does that does that sort of make more sense? I mean, I mean, yeah, sure, it's possible, right? It's possible, but most of us will never achieve that because I can tell you right now. I'm never even going to remotely close to get Elon Musk ever. That is not happening ever. And I'm never going to be rich. So scratch that off. Never going to be a politician. That is absolutely not happening. So, and I, and I feel like, like if I was hundred percent honest with you in the way that I view the world, uh, I don't, I don't feel like even the president knows most of what's going on. I feel like, I feel like, uh, so the way I describe it is like you take the CIA and the NSA, especially those two, those two seem to be in particular more nefarious than everybody else other than the unnamed ones out there. But I feel like it's that old saying absolute power corrupts absolute. And I feel like the, a lot of these people, they know, I mean, let's face it. They know that there is a very, very, very slim chance they're ever going to be held accountable for any of their actions. They know, like, they have no reason to be like, oh, the president should probably know about this. I just feel like they, they're almost that, like, I raise my nose at you. Like, we are better than you. We are everything. Like, they just, I feel like they hold that, they hold themselves as such a high regard, right? Yeah. So I don't feel like there would be any disclosure in that aspect. I think I think for people like us is just to keep asking questions and keep uh, digging through what we can dig through. And I, I feel like it's necessary for guys like you two getting together, how one of you is more skeptical and one of you is not, because I feel like that breeds a better middle ground. Right. Because it's just like watching the news. You can't just watch, in my opinion, you know, this is this is my opinion. Nobody else is here. but. You can't just watch the the left rung and the right rung. You know, you, you have, in my opinion, you have to fall in the middle. You don't have to just solely subscribe to one side or the other. I think the truth, for the most part, is always going to be somewhere in the middle. And I think it's our job, our responsibility, our, our uh, hobby to to try to find that and explain it the best way that we can. And sometimes, listen... We we all four could sit here and and be at the exact same conclusion, but we all word it infinitely different. Which for it, it's going to fall on the way you word it is probably going to affect this group of people. The way I word it is going to affect this group of people. I think it's 
incredibly important to have conversation. And it's it's all it's it's great whenever you guys can rebuttal with each other and throw these questions back and forth. Because a lot of times, like me and Jason, we 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 would view the world through this set of lenses, right? Right. And and you throw something back. You're like, okay, well, what about this? And then we're like, oh man, I didn't even think about it like that. I'm gonna have to sit here for a minute and and then you just kind of keep firing back and forth and mold it and and kind of chisel it into something. Yeah. And it's crazy to think like how people got to that, right? Like some like if and I'm I'm my wife is pregnant, right? We're about to have a we're about to have a son. Congratulations. Uh, thank you, thank you. So yeah, awesome. what if awesome. yeah? What if one day he's he's like like how does somebody even get to that point, right? Like they're born, they grow up, they go to school, bam, they're in the NSA, like, <laughs> and now they have the keys, man, and they and they Bro, know, know these things. Uh, Such that's a gonna weird... make an excellent episode if he gets the keys. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Crazy, no doubt, man. And then like, I don't know, like you 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 know, Bigfoot is uh, is kind of what we're teeing off right now, but. Like, let's just say Bigfoot is just a a, a, a large primate, like a legit primate that is just extremely elusive, uh, no paranormal properties at all. And then let's say the NSA, the CIA, whomever, special ops, whoever looks into it, finds it. At the end of the day, if, if it is just a primate, like I said, like I said, do, do they even care? They're like, all right, you know, mystery solved. It's just a big ass primate it's just a big monkey like let's move on to the next one i uh i think another since we're throwing out bigfoot theories here what if what if it is a primate right and what if they know it's closer in lineage to humans than we think it is then that goes into this whole moral and ethical dilemma like what what rights do these creatures have now yeah yeah being being so close to humans so then from there, do they do they get their area where they live protected? That flows yeah. into having a multi-billion dollar forestry industry affected, uh, possible like oil, oil fields and shit would be affected. So essentially there, there is a large cash flow that could be affected had, if these things are close to humans. And somebody out there demands that they they have similar rights to humans. So that would be another another avenue that they would bank on to try to keep these things under wraps. Yeah, I like it. it, it and I feel like it it kind of all circles back around to the whole the whole money thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hundred. Yeah. Everything. Everything will eventually roll back to the money. Thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and um. And that kind of leads me into like the a segue of like I think people, even even Jason, right? I think people are some. I think people are naturally sorry. They're like I turned around and my door was open, and I swear to God, I closed it. Um, and I thought my dog had ran in here. That's why I kind of repeated myself four times. It's starting. I kind of <laughs> stroked out a little that's bit. The just guy, that's the. <laughs> it's the hollow sky curse. We're gonna anytime we record with somebody anytime we record with somebody weird shit happens man craziness okay anyways 
I think I think naturally people are just kind of skeptical. And um, I think the best example that I always come back to is um, Christianity, right? Um, everybody talking about the second coming of Christ and um, so on and so forth. But if somebody was to come around one day and turn water into wine and say, I am Jesus Christ, they'd be like, that's a trick. You're not really Jesus. And they just wouldn't believe it, right? Like, and and I feel like that's crazy because I feel like Christianity as a religion um, talks about apostles and and talks about how how Jesus worked through through Moses or God worked through Moses and he spoke to Abraham on the mountain and and then if you go to your church and and you were to say if I went to the the pastor of my church and I said hey man um, I haven't talked to anybody about this, um, but I, I've talked to God. He's going to think I'm crazy. Yeah. And, and I can't understand that either, right? Because you have people that are like, you have to believe, not saying you have to believe in this, but, you know, the, the Bible is, is the book, and this is what happened, and you got to have faith, and you got to believe, Right. But then the second somebody comes to them and says, hey, man, I talked to God, they, they think like the person's mentally ill. And so I definitely feel like no matter how much you're a believer in something, whether it's religion or UFOs or Bigfoots, um, I feel like you're still a little skeptical about it, you know? And, and I don't know how you would convince someone of of like the and maybe the christianity is a bad example of making someone believe right but like um it, it, I, I don't know it, even if i had proof of a ufo i would have i would have so much trouble getting people to believe me i feel like for the most part you you would have a hard time getting yourself Absolutely. to believe like you yeah. said we're we're i think you're right i mean we're we're skeptical by nature it's just the way that we we do things and and a lot of it could be that we Bro, we don't want it to be real. We don't want there to be a, a little three foot alien in our bedroom because we can't explain that. We don't understand that. Right. It's it's completely out of our and it's it's out of our realm of control. We just and because I know that I would, I I could legit have, I could take a picture of myself of a one hundred percent legit UFO, and I would forever be conflicted in my brain. Of if because I would never, there's no possible way that I'd be able to 100% prove that that was an extraterrestrial vehicle. I could never do it, right? Because I don't have the craft, I don't have the beings inside it. I, I have none of that. I, it could, for all I know, it could have been a government craft, it could have been a hobbyist down the street that is the next Bob Lazar that figured out some crazy ass remote control airplane. I don't know. <laughs> Right. I mean, people are smart, right. you know, and and you, I just I but that's what would go through my brain is I everybody. And, you know, you'd have your camps. No, it's not real. Yes, it's real. And I would just always be like, I have no idea. I have no idea. And there's things that have happened that me and Steve will sit here and just go, man, I feel I feel insane. When I'm going to tell you what I'm about to tell you, I feel insane. Like I. I don't I don't even believe that it's happened, but it has happened and I can't explain it. I can't wrap my brain around it and I feel like I'm going crazy. 
I feel like a huge thing is too is, is like referring to the Bible and things like that, like it, or it, and not even just the Bible, right? You can you can talk about dragons or vampires or all these things, like these stories that have been kept alive for hundreds and hundreds of years, you know. And every you know, of course, every culture has their has their stories, but like there has to be a tidbit of truth to some of this stuff. Right. Because I, I think people have good imaginations, um, clearly, because, you know, the entertainment industry is a thing. And um, I, you know, I love movies and stuff, but they have a way better imagination than I do. But I feel like. And, and maybe this is foolish of me to think, but like we come from a primitive species, right? Like those kinds of people in in the evolutionary chain that humanity has gone through i feel like we've had to have experienced or saw some of these things i i just i can't imagine that someone one day was like there's a fly there's a flying dinosaur before they even knew dinosaurs were even a thing they were talking you know what i mean like there's pictures of dragons and things in hieroglyphics like how would they even have thought, like, how could they even have known dinosaurs even existed? Right? To, to be like, oh, there's this thing that had wings that could breathe fire. So I, I think that there might be little nuggets of truth throughout history um, to, like, all of the supernatural things. And that's that uh, UFOs, dragons, wolfmen, Bigfoots, you know, may, maybe there is just sprinkles of truth in there. Usually where there's smoke, there's fire. You know, they, especially in ancient times, they, they drew what they saw. So they were, again, it's like, it's like Bigfoot sightings. People are seeing something. They're just not entirely sure what it is they're seeing or what it was they were seeing back then. Yeah, I mean, I, I think with, you know, healthy skepticism is, is always a plus in those things because, you, you know, you sit here and you say, they most likely there's a little, at least a little bit of truth when it comes to this. Well, let's be real here. Uh, humans are extremely notorious for a misremembering things and over exaggerating things. So, is it possible that something like a dragon was real? Maybe it just wasn't quite as big and as mythical as they they sell it to be. Because we humans are storytellers, right? We we love good stories. It's just what we do. And I'm not saying that full-fledged gnar dragons weren't real, because in my head, I'm always going to believe in the possibility of. But I, I think it's it's healthy to also be like, you know, because imagine seeing imagine seeing an octopus for the first time. Nobody ever on the on the planet has ever seen an octopus. How are you gonna <laughs> imagine describing that to somebody? The fact that this crazy-looking thing can camouflage itself to almost to virtually be invisible you know it can it can do this and it can blast these ink things and and grab you and this blah 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 but imagine trying to explain that creature to a group of people who have never even fathomed an underwater eight-legged thing yeah bro i see an octopus now and i say that's a damn alien (laughs) Right. That's what I'm saying. So, so that, you know, imagine being those first people who 
who saw these things. I mean, it's just, you're going to try to reiterate it the best you can. And some of it may have gotten lost in translation. And they, hell, maybe they were just really good at, at doing that stuff. I have no idea, but I, I just feel like it's, it's all necessary to consider and kind of, like I said, go down the middle and try to find your truth. Yeah. Which, which you feel, because I don't know that we're necessarily going to get 100% proof on the subject unless somebody goes out there and finds one, which would be amazing. Yeah. So, Ty, I'm going to... Somebody gonna... gets the keys to the NSA. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> Ty, I'm going to take it back to the uh, Bible, because you're talking about dinosaurs and history and stuff and dragons. So, mm-hmm. um, in the book of Job, I'm, not, I'm paraphrasing because I don't have it in front of me and I don't have it minim- memorized, but... Um, there's a part where they actually describe um, what's believed to be a brontosaurus. It talks about a giant. Um, I, I don't know. It, they don't use the word giant, but it, it's like this creature has um, a tail like a cedar, like like a cedar tree, and has a long neck. And it's just pretty much desi- describing a um, brontosaurus or a plesiosaur, um, but they call it bohemoth. So I mean, it's it's in there too. So. Yeah, so, the well, Bible I mean, has everything, man. <laughs> it, it does, really man. Does. There, there's a, there's a guy who ordered pizza in Sodom and Gomorrah, like you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> it, dude, the Bible has everything. Fun. I mean, it had to come from somewhere. Yeah. Right. I mean, then what was it, Steve? Weren't you telling me about how uh, they were finding footprints and stuff? possibly put mankind alongside dinosaurs oh dude dude i I got this (laughs) sorry steve um so in texas um i want to say it's glen rose texas um actually my family and i went there on spring break in it was 2020 literally the country shut down while we're on spring break um but we went there they have a park and there's um this riverbed that has dinosaur and human footprints side by side walking and we went and visited awesome. that. It, it's it's crazy, dude. Is that is that what you're referring to? Probably. I don't I don't know. Steve's the one that sent it to me, and I'm just like, get out of here. That is insane. But I wouldn't doubt that. I wouldn't episodes. doubt it either. I'm notorious about starting episodes and not finishing them. So I have like 25 unfinished episodes, and I've got this whole episodes on those on tr- essentially human artifacts and human mostly human tracks where they're not supposed to be like there's there's multiple multiple accounts of this happening and they're actually like crossing the paths with the dinosaur tracks like the dinosaur imprint will will be on top of the human imprint yeah yeah uh, i found another one uh another one from man i don't even remember where it was but they found a uh trilobite tri- trilobite uh fossil in a sandal print and the trilobite was crushed by the sandal. That's crazy. and they've, yeah, they've been extinct for how long? Let me look at my research here somewhere. I know uh, I had it written down somewhere. Um, in Utah, Antelope Springs, Utah, is where the guy the guy found it. He was out uh, fossil hunting and found what looks to be a sandal track with the trilobite smashed inside the sandal and they died out 280 million years ago 
So that, that, that throws humankind either way, way, way back in the timeline, or maybe somebody from this timeline had went back and left their prints. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I, I, I hope that uh, time travel's real and someone did that. That'd be incredible. I'd love that. I mean, yeah, either way, the story. Either awesome. way is good, but I'd be, I, I would rather have the time travel thing because I'm a big fan of time travel. Time travel is a weird one. Yeah. But it is fun. And like I said, I believe in the possibility, so. So many depictions of dinosaurs everywhere. That's And that's one thing that I was about to say is a lot of people, or I say a lot of people, they, the people, the people that know things that I don't know, the people that I always refer to when I talk about right. things that I heard that one time from someone else. Um, <laughs> the scientists or people, whoever these people are, say that um, the fossils that we have of dinosaurs, we just kind of put them together the way that we think they would look, that that's not really what dinosaurs even look like. And uh, to your point, like, there's no way for us to know whether they had feathers or didn't have feathers. There's no way to know whether what colors they were or, um, or, you know, so I definitely, maybe there was a dude back then stomping on some, some, some things, you know, I mean, who, it kills me that I will never know. It kills me. I can just sit here and wonder and dream and hope with Jason. (laughs) <laughs> Welcome to AFK Discussions, where we dream and hope about weird things that we will never confirm. Um, but it, it really kills me to like to, to know that I'll never know these things. Well, maybe, maybe I will one day. You know, on my deathbed, somebody you know in a black suit comes to my comes to my hospital room and says, "You were right about the dinosaurs." <laughs> you know, as I'm as I'm flatlining, dude. I don't know, man. It's possible, dude. Never say <laughs> never. <laughs> portal opens up and Bigfoot steps out and is like, yo, I am real. And then wow, that would be off. awesome. That would no! be the best. That would be the best. Oh, Just flips you the bird as it goes back through. <laughs> you should have believed, man. You should have believed. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, so crazy. That's awesome. I want that to happen now. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, do you got anything else you want to touch on while we got the the hollow sky with us? Yeah, um, I don't know if it, hopefully this is not such a big question because we've been on here for a long time. But um, do, if you want to briefly touch on the Ingress Industries, because Ty, you've got to hear this, dude. It is mind blowing. <laughs> we can we can try and streamline <laughs> yeah, it a little real bit quick. Here. So, uh, back, back when hollow sky was a baby back in the fall of 2020, I was looking for episodes to write on. Right. And I've been, been seeing, uh, people on YouTube had been finding these weird flyers over the last few years and had all this real cryptic, uh, information on it. And they would call them and get these weird, weird recordings and then they'd start getting text messages and shit from these numbers they find on these flyers posted up everywhere. So I'm like, you know what? That could be cool. That could make, that could make some good podcasting. So I gathered information on some of these flyers. There was one called 
uh, the Willamette Valley Dream Survey. There was one called the Happy Valley Dream Survey. And then I stumbled on another one called Egress Industries. So I'm like, Kyle, how are we going to do this? So I get to thinking and I'm like, I'm going to go buy a burner phone and we will just call these numbers live on the air. See what happens. So to, to preface it, Happy Valley and Willamette Valley Dream Survey did not interact with us. But this Egress Industries flyer started a whole conglomerate, conglomeration of weirdness uh, for us. So to start it out, I found this flyer on a post on Reddit, right, at, on RBI. Somebody said that they were uh, out doing some door-to-door -door stuff in this uh, subdivision outside of Austin. Hello? Do we lose you? Dude. What happened? <laughs> this, this always happens when Does we start it really? to talk about Dude, Egress, interestingly enough. This is awesome! <laughs> <laughs> it happened live here! I love and, this! Uh, and I, I'm, I'm, not even, I'm not even shitting you. Every, every single time we try to talk about this, this we were on Sam Tripoli's show, Tinfoil Hat, and there just happened to be an internet guy working on Kyle's internet down the road and cut the damn internet at the exact moment we called the number to play the voicemail for Sam. Like, like what are the odds of that happening? But anyway, anyway, back, back to this flyer. So it's on, it's posted on a, uh, electrical box in this subdivision in Austin. And it says, strange, see something, say something. If you remember things differently from how it was, I've ever found repeating numbers or words. I've ever experienced deja vu or miracles. Know the existence of any greater entity. Have good, bad, or any luck of any kind. Hear voices that will never be real. Seen things that should not be. Have a distrust of mirrors or are drawn to caverns. Please contact us. And it left a number. So I'm like, okay, we're going to grab a burner phone. We're going to call this shady flyer and see what happens. So we call it live on the air, and um, I just make up a story based on what they kind of ask on the flyer. I talk about caverns, I talk about mirrors, yada, yada, yada. And that evening at exactly midnight, we get a text on the burner phone. And uh, it, it goes into a whole bunch of stuff there. They just contacted us and said, we would like to thank you for contacting Egress Industries. We'd like to hear more about your strange occurrence. And this, this started off a whole communication between us and whatever this entity is essentially whatever egress is i don't know if it was at first it, it set off my alarm bells that it was an arg an alternate reality game and um it was kind of pinging like all right we'll, we'll see where this goes see if it leaves us any clues see if it leads to, to the next clue of the game or whatever but essentially it didn't lead us really anywhere and it kept kept contacting us talking about what they are they said they're a research team uh, looking into interesting occurrences um, talked about uh, picking participants to join um, different levels of, of their their selection process would come up and um, about this time as I was talking to the whoever's on the other end of this line in a weird uh, synchronicity and anytime we would have a conversation they would always begin the conversation at exactly midnight 
So we would we would talk briefly, and then they wouldn't talk again until midnight the next night. I would wake up to more uh, communication from the, from this number. So I would kind of just keep giving responses to to keep the conversation going. I would talk about different things, and they would hit me back with this weird uh, verbiage. Like one time, I'd I'd hit him with some some weird things talking about deja vu and stuff, <clears throat> and they said. We believe that you are some sort of rift you will anchor. Have you noticed any major changes in reality? And I'm like, what does that even mean? Right? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I, I didn't have, hadn't even heard of rift you will anchor. What, like what in the f- kind of dungeons and dragons shit is that? Like, I don't even know. <laughs> and, um, about this time we get another message on Reddit talking about this other, uh, content creator that was having a whole bunch of issues with whoever's behind this number. So we get in contact with him and we have him on our show and we talk about it. Well, a whole bunch of weird shit goes on while we are talking to talking to this other podcaster. He asked us not to uh, bring him up into it anymore. Uh, things got pretty wild and started hitting close to home uh, with him. So we, the episode is still out there if you dig for it. <clears throat> but whenever we talk about it, out of respect for him, we don't mention it. But it was to the point to where uh, they were calling, this number was calling his phone number, telling him where he worked, telling him at uh, locations he was at. He was out filming a documentary and he was, they were telling him like exactly where he was at the time that they were interacting with him. And it was just this whole big thing. And while we were on interview with him, we didn't plan the interview. I just had messaged him and I'm like, yo, we got a couple hours tonight. Do you want to? you want to come on we'll talk egress and he's like yeah i should be free from this time to this time let's do it and while we're on the air we're talking about it going over like what we've experienced and what he's experienced he um gets a text message from the number and it says uh tell hollow sky we said hello dude what uh, yeah were you live streaming the episode or was it just recording we were just recording Holy! Dude. Nobody knew about it, but the people that were on the recording—me, Kyle, um, and this other this other host—and then there was this whole interaction. Uh, it started like quoting Aleister Crowley and all this weird cryptic shit. And in the middle of this, the other host says, uh, "Stop recording." We're like, "Why?" And he's like. Uh, I just got a text message and I don't think you want it on the air. So we're like, okay. And at this point, everything's getting real heavy. Like Kyle starts to just kind of, kind of zone out because uh, what the other host tells us is that it had sent him a set of coordinates. So in our head, we're thinking that they're sending us coordinates to one of our houses. Or and it it just kind of set off that fight or flight mode where because Kyle's here at my house, his wife and his children are at his house, and it just set off all the alarms. My kids live in states away, you know, so I'm I'm thinking the worst. Kyle's thinking the worst, and um, <clears throat> Kyle just kind of man, I I can't even describe it. You you want to kind of tell him how you're feeling at that moment, Kyle? <laughs> no, I mean I'm stressed out, dude. I, I... Because it was an unplanned, unforeseen 
uh, avenue. Like we we went into this so carefree and open open minded, right? And because with the the other host, we sat there for two hours before we even started recording, just talking, and nothing happened. Nothing happened until we started actually recording, and then it just started hammering all these different because it, it started getting things right, you know, like. There was like at the end or whatever, the one I can remember. Because well, I'll let Steve tell you some of the other messages, but the last one of the last message they they said something about the sky being dark in the Illinois. Illinois skies, yeah. And afterwards, me and Steve went outside, and it was a completely cloud covered night. There was no light at all. It was just a cloudy night. So everything was dark. And I'm like, how in the world do would they know that? How? How is that even possible? Right? And it just, it stressed me to no end. You know, the coordinates, they, they hit in Somerset. And so my mind started running. And then you have the Crowley shit coming into play. And it stressed me out because I, like I was telling Steve, I was like, dude, like all signs point to some occult nonsense. And I don't I don't care who you are. Um, either outcome is, is not good, right? You have people that can actually talk to the devil or you have people that think they can talk to the devil. Either way, not good, not good situations. Right. Especially especially when they have the the ability apparently, you know, to start sending. Uh, they didn't do it to us per se, as far as our own GPS coordinates, but they did it to the other dude. Uh, it's like, well, if they have this ability uh, and then you, you, you start sprinkling all this other stuff on top of it. Yeah, it gets stressful when you have two little children at home and a wife. Yeah. It was, uh, it, it was intense. And then, uh, so it kept it kept a little bit of conversation with this uh, other podcast host while we were on on recording with them. After it dropped the coordinates, we looked it up, and it was to Somerset, Kentucky, which was bizarre because we don't really have any connections with that. But he did; the other host did. Then the number calls his phone, so he plays it into his microphone and records it, and it's another Crowley quote with. Um, these weird this weird number sequence at the end and then it cut communication so um in my head i'm kind of 50 50 i'm like either either this this whoever's behind this number is is locked into the three of us that are that are on on to whatever's going on here and this other this other podcast podcast host is fucking with us that's where i'm at I'm like, he maybe he had this set up ready to go. I'm like, it's weird because we just did an impromptu interview. But I mean, who's to say he didn't have other people there helping him make all this shit up? Because he was sending me screenshots of the messages they were sending him with the phone number in it and everything. So after that, I kind of um, start quizzing him. I ask him, I'm like, have you, did you guys, uh, what did I say? Let me find this here. Uh, I asked them if they had any uh, 
anybody kind of hijack our our uh, recording. And they said they had not had anybody sit in on our broadcast yet. So this kind of lent more uh, fire to us believing that the other podcast host was was fucking with us. Mm-hmm. So I get to asking them all, all of these different things. And um, our communications keep going. They would say all sorts of weird stuff. Like we would appreciate ongoing communication as long as there are experiences you are willing to report. If you reach a higher level of trust with the Negress Industries, we may become able to share otherwise classified information with you for your own discretion. Hmm. Like classified information. Like what the... F- if this is a uh, ARG, like what kind of classified information are they going to have? <laughs> um, and then it gets it gets even weirder because at this point, they m- my burner phone was not the only way my burner phone was linked to us. At this point, was through my Wi-Fi because clearly I'm an idiot to hook my burner phone up to the Wi-Fi. <laughs> but they started referring to me by my name by my name and by the podcast so they have they have now linked our burner phone to the podcast at the same time this podcast host's listeners were also getting messages they would text the number and then they were getting messages back of of from this number using my full name and shit and i'm like what in the hell is going on and it just kept uh just kept going back and forth like it was trying whatever this was was trying to like muddy the waters and cause dissension between us and this other podcaster that we have we had no history with up to this point none whatsoever and it got to a point to where like whatever this was almost wanted us like to call him out on an episode which is bizarre and me and Kyle sat there we're like we're not we're not going to do this that's not who we are we're not here to start drama we're not here to do any of that shit and it's almost like that was a loyalty test because not long after we told them that we weren't we weren't interested in in doing any firing any kind of shots or anything, they started to pull back, and they would talk to us less and talk to us less and talk to us less. And in the meantime, Kyle starts getting messages on his personal phone from a Washington D.C. number, and it's it's very. Um, aggressive and it it like takes like low-key belittling shots at Kyle and me and it's just it's all this this weirdness tied back to egress so we start hunting around and we're trying we cannot find any information on this egress number the original one all all we know is that it was posted on a flyer in Austin which also has ties to Crowley which is weird but the number that was linked to it is a Tennessee number, hmm. which I will look up and see where it is real quick. Is it was it like nine three one four two three uh, eight six four two three four two three yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah. so that's like the yeah. Chattanooga area okay yeah, interesting dude number. is it, that's pretty close and, to us yeah, yeah very very close within an hour <laughs> you you could you could probably go thirty minutes south of us and if you got a new phone number it'd be a four two three number. How how weird is it that that a number from Chattanooga is posted on a flyer in the middle of a subdivision in Austin? Yeah. Like, it's just so far off the beaten path. But anyway, back to the second number that started messaging Kyle. 
It's a Washington, D.C. number. So we've got all sorts of people in our Discord digging into these numbers, trying to figure it out. And we cannot find anything, anything on the Tennessee number other than it's a, it's a VOIP Google number. So essentially, you can make those whatever you want, right? You can, you can create your own number. And as long as it's within the realm of like United States numbers, you can use it. So that, that, that kind of explains a way why an Austin Flyer would have a Tennessee number. But then it just opens more questions like why, why would they pick a Tennessee number if they're not having, if they don't have anything to do with the Tennessee. But anyway, back to this DC number, we start digging, start digging. This, this uh, DC number just keeps fucking with Kyle over and over and over. So I'm like, man, I'm going to put together an IP reader and see if this idiot clicks on it. And then we'll read his IP and we'll try to dig into him. So sure enough, sure enough, I put this, this IP link together. I'm like, Kyle, just shoot it over to him. And it was just a, it was a link disguised to our website. And once they click on it, it pulls their IP. So that gives us something to run with. And um, Kyle sends, shoots it over and just like clockwork. This, whoever is behind this number takes the bait. So I've got a friend, she's pretty tech savvy. And uh, she gets to looking up where the geolocations of these IP numbers and it's not far from us. Hmm. It's uh, a town probably, what, 40 minutes away, Kyle? Yeah, at the most. And it's uh, the IP is linked to the police station of that town. So I'm like, what in the fuck is happening? What is even going on? Come to find out, uh, I'm, we don't even know. We don't even know the the recourse for what what that is. Come to find out, we're pretty sure that it was a state police officer that had links to somebody Kyle worked with that was using this VOIP DC number to essentially fuck with us and try to throw us off this egress trail. Because as we as we start to search. This old boy, this state trooper, lives lives just behind the police station where the IP pinged at. So I'm thinking he was probably, being a state trooper, he was probably at the local police station, probably on an unsecured internet. And when he was messing with Kyle, he was probably still synced up to the Wi-Fi from maybe his back porch or wherever. And that's how we got him. So I called him out on air, and then that just kind of dissipated into nothing. Um, egress itself kind of continued to compound and be strange. But again, after we uh, refused to call out the other podcaster, uh, it just kind of withered away. And I like to say that I became obsessed with probably be downplaying it. I was texting the number all the time, just trying to get them to respond because I want, like still to this day, I need to know what this thing was. What was the next step? Like where, where does it go from here? Did, who made it to the next round of all this shit? And what, what even was it to begin with? There were so many possibilities. Was it an ARG? Was it uh, a new podcast that was starting up that wanted to collect all these stories of people that had seen weird shit? you know, distrust of mirrors and caverns and all this shit was, I mean, if you look at the questions asked on the flyer, it sounds like a schizophrenia check sheet, you know, of people that 
people that suffer from like schizophrenic episodes? Was it somebody targeting a specific individual in that uh, subdivision in Austin? Like where, where did it go? Um, the thing that led the other podcaster to stepping out of, of having anything to do with it was that he messaged me one day. He's like, are you guys fucking with us? And I'm like, no, like why? Because I hadn't talked to him for a while. And uh, he lives in Ohio, so it's a whole time time zone away. And he's like, look what just started popping up on our little town's like Facebook page. And people started posting pictures of the flyers. Oh, flyers started popping up in his town. He's like, if you guys are fucking with us, he's like, you need to stop because it's getting out of hand. I'm like, dude, we don't even live in the same state. I don't have enough time to even record, let alone drive three states away and fucking heckle another podcaster, you know? Yeah. So after that happened, uh, people were contacting his local police department thinking that some kind of like sex trafficking ring or abduction ring or some just weird shit. So at that point, he's like, I don't want anything to do with it. And uh, let me see if I can find the recording because it's the, the number is defunct now. After we went on uh, Sam's show, the number got pulled. So it made me wonder like maybe... Maybe it hit enough ears that it needed to, it got done with what it needed to do, or I don't know. But even now, to this day, we still, we have no idea what, what it was, what it was for, um, what, who was behind it. It, it just consumed us for a long time. And like, it instilled a weird fear in us as far as, <laughs> dabbling in shit we're not supposed to dabble in. That just, the whole story, like, so I want to start by saying this, like, uh, that's a lot of, co like, there's no way those are all coincidences, right? First off, there's just too much stuff, like too much stuff lining up. Um, <laughs> and, and it's crazy to me that, like it got to the point where like you're talking to the other podcast. Are you messing with us? He's like, no. Are you messing with us? No. Well, and, and it's like, is this real or what? Like, what is happening, dude? That's actually insane. It was intense, and every every show we'd we'd go on because we went on Tony's show, we went on Sam's show, we went on uh, uh, Avery's Chiller Queen show. Every show that we would try to go on, or or even talk about, would have weird technology hiccups man it was so bizarre avery's computer kept crashing and then we went on sam's show and we i even went to kyle's house because kyle has infinite better internet I'm like holy shit we're going on tinfoil hat we need to like at least sound decent you know so we went right. there and and just at the exact time that it happened the the internet guy just happened to be working on the internet and it's so weird i think i'd found the sound clip i'm just going to play it through my mic so it might not be the best quality uh, but I'll just play it. Whenever you would call the number, this is what you would get. Thank you for calling Earth Industries. Your call is very valuable to us. We apologize as we currently do not have any available agents at this time. Please leave a detailed description in whereabouts, date, and time of your witness event after the term. Our agents may try to contact you or select you. Do not be alarmed. Thank you. Jesus Christ, dude. That's like fucking dude. 
That's way too creepy for me, dog. Count me out. I immediately would have pulled out. Immediately. Like, the the burner phone would have went in the trash, dude, immediately. <laughs> European Batman over there. And the the voice recording changed after uh after the first of the year because when it when we first called it in September of 2020, it used the term operators. After January. The only thing that changed, it changed the word operators. Our operators will contact you to our agents will contact you. And once it got all weird and everything, I was messaging them. I'm like, how are we? There's so many, there's so much mud in the water. How are we supposed to know if we are contacting Egress? Because at that point, they're they're telling us not to trust anybody else, not to trust this other podcaster, this, that, and the other. And they came forth and they're like, the only way you'll know that you're talking to a representative of Egress Industries is if it's from this phone number or if we have or if you see a badge. And I'm like, what? A badge for what? You know, what what kind of what even are you? Every time I would ask that, they're like, we're just a group of curious minds trying to collect strange occurrences and shit. I'm like, then why the fuck do you need a badge? Yeah. You know? Dude. It got so it got so crazy that Kyle reached out to uh, the dude that used to own Skinwalker Ranch. I can't think of his name right now. Um, uh, Bigelow. Bigelow. Yeah. 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 Because because people people started like making connections. Like maybe this has something to do with Bigelow trying to figure out. Because at the time he was trying to find the well, best I, proof. That was, that was uh, more or less me. Like I, I was. I don't know. I, we were on one a different back then, but I don't, I, and I feel crazy when I say it. But I feel like I was connected to something. I was paying more and more attention, and it just so happened that out of nowhere, I watched Joe Rogan. Robert Bigelow's actually on this episode. He starts talking about this, that, and the other, and finding consciousness and the best stories and yada yada yada. And I'm like, huh, well, that's weird. So then I just email him. I'm like, hey, you have any uh? I emailed him for my personal email. That way, uh, there was no affiliation. He didn't get like, oh, it's just another annoying podcast or whatever. And yeah, uh, I just asked him. I said, "Are you affiliated with uh, Eager's Industries?" Or whatever the question was. It was something similar to that. And they actually responded. And literally, the only thing in that email was two letters, N O. Hmm. That was it. There was no like, hey, Kyle, uh, thanks for contacting the Bigelow Foundation. It, it, no, we have unfortunately not had any blah, 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 blah. No, yeah. it was just no. N-O. That was it. I would, have, I would have even felt better about it if they wouldn't have responded at all. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, we don't, we don't even have time for this. But the fact that they took the time to, to like, disassociate themselves from whatever the fuck Egress was, like, I, really that weird. played over my head so much. That is that is it, very crazy. It's uh I don't know, man. It's it's bizarre. It it delved down some weird rabbit holes. We're going to we never actually did an entire episode on our show. We're gonna try to put it together and link these timelines because at the same time we had weird uh profiles on Twitter messaging us about it and weird profiles on Reddit messaging us about it. And it was like this whole bizarre 
I don't even know. It was so weird. The whole thing was so weird. And the fact that it just dissipated the same way that it came in is is disappointing at best. But it's just the whole thing was it was intense for a while, that's for sure. Yeah, man. I mean, this that whole story, it just is so riveting, dude. I uh, I mean it it gives me the creeps. So <laughs> seriously. <laughs> I hate so much that we we do not have an answer to what Egress was. If they were to text my phone right now and give me an address, I would go. I would By yourself? I would go. Fuck yeah. Kyle, if, Kyle, if Kyle doesn't want to go, I'm going. I got oh, it. No. If, it, if, it, if it pops itself back together, if it, if it, that, that number could show up on my phone and it could just be coordinates to the middle of the goddamn desert, I would go. No Because way, I'm just dude. so... I'm so consumed by whatever it was like why take all this time to interact with us and correspond with us if you're just going to leave us hanging if it was an ARG you didn't do anything you didn't capitalize on it you didn't move forward with it anywhere you look you look like try to look it up and there's there's nothing ARG about Egress Industries there's no web forums where people are putting clues together there's no people that have made it to the next round there's none of that shit it just just disappeared oh, my boy's lost his mind dude if i get a phone number with coordinates i'm deleting the text immediately like oh, and going to bed dude no way, <laughs> i'm about to live stream that shit for the holocaust no <laughs> that might be the it last was. live stream you ever do <laughs> yeah li live stream is a subjective <laughs> subjective after that maybe Jesus. But you you can ask Kyle. Like I was I was on like needy girlfriend mode because I was texting that number all the time. I was calling it and this, that, and the other just to try to get a response, try to get another like nugget of information we could try to piece together. And there was all sorts of weird shit. There was instances of possibly weird blacked out vehicles following uh Kyle's wife. And it was it it just turn into this whole thing it was just fucking weird that's crazy that's what that's what we're here for dude weird strange yeah. mysterious that's why that's why i have to chase chase the coordinates if they post them you know get those get those listeners my boy get those listeners <laughs> because when they sent us actually when they sent us the somerset uh uh co coordinates me and kyle were gonna go out there but it's super close to whatever um like paranormal uh museum or whatever they have out there in Somerset. So I even I, emailed sorry, I even emailed them. Yeah, I even emailed them to see if they had anything to do with it and they didn't they didn't give us any kind of response. I can't remember exactly what the place is called. Yeah, Somerset's a weird place anyways. I'm been there. It's not a lot out there, dude. I, I talked to, I met a girl at some bar in, in Scott County uh, one time who lived in Somerset, dude, and there's nothing out there. It's That's so weird, man. Is Somerset... Yeah, they have the, uh, the Inter International Paranormal Museum and Research Center in mm -hmm. Somerset, Kentucky. Isn't... And the coordinates were like in the parking lot of this place. I was going to say the Somerset, um, I think it's that Hops, Hopsville, Hoskinsville, Goblins. Yeah. In that, in that close to Kentucky? Yeah, no. Yeah. 
It's, it's about, it's probably like, it's probably like two hours away from Hopkinsville, oh. Hop, Hopkinsville, Kentucky. Um, but it was uh, it was tied in and mentioned in the uh, in the Hellier documentaries yeah, too, yeah, which is what set off set off our radars when they were talking about Somerset. So I'm like, what even is this, man? And here I am, two years later, three years later, with no more answers than I had when I got that first text message. Yeah, yearning for more, dude. It's like it's like chasing the dragon, chasing the unicorn. So it was right there in our grasp, and it got away. So crazy. It's, yeah, dude, it's, <laughs> it's messed up. Boys, it's getting late. Been a good episode. <laughs> we got into a lot tonight. Uh, just want to give a special shout-out to Steve and Kyle from Hollow Sky. Thank you so much uh, for coming on to the podcast and sharing your experiences and trying to convince me and make me believe in a few things. I might be a little bit less of a skeptic now after this episode. Might need to buy into everything a little bit more. Um, but I really appreciate you guys coming on and taking the time. I really do. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having us. Oh, yeah, 100%. It's, it's been I – love, I love doing stuff like this where we can just get in here and have a conversation and bounce off of each other. It's, it's been awesome. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, everybody go check out Hollow Sky, Kyle and uh Steve. They have their own podcast. Um, if you're listening to ours, you probably heard of theirs. Um, go check it out, give it a follow, give it a listen. Um, if you like the content that we had on the episode today, feel free to leave us a five-star review. Uh, if you didn't like the content, don't leave a review. Um, just go somewhere else. <laughs> um, and I want to give another huge shout out to Reaper Apparel. Uh, you can go to reaperapparel.com. You Use code AFK discussion to get 10% off your order. They've been a huge supporter of the podcast since we've started it. Um, yeah, so that's it for tonight, guys. Uh, again, Hollow Sky, awesome to have you guys on. Jason, it's a pleasure as always, sir. Definitely, man. All right, you guys have a good night. All right, peace. Shadows were the dead.